free app. It's like, it's like download Hypnotoad for free. Yes, please. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 67. I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. And yes, we are missing one Paul Mattingly. He's yes. back to Boatland, so... Yeah, he's back to Boatland next week, actually. Oh, no. No robot in jail. Oh, Aww. Yeah, Aww. <laughs> and, the, and the votes are coming in on that one, right? Votes are, uh, yeah. Robot in jail? Was it yay or nay? There uh, was one yay vote. One yay? Who the hell voted yay? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, the guy, I, I, I have to look the email up here real quick, but Crazy uh, person. he said that he kept uh, annoying his wife with it. <laughs> and uh, she, she, uh, she Dave? tried to do. She said she tried. He said she tried to do it back to him, but it didn't. Uh, he said it didn't bother him at all. Didn't have the impact. of yeah, Robot so in jail. Apparently, uh, uh, one person, one likes robot in jail. There I is. was listening to the. I was listening to the uh, to the Geek Shock uh, in the car. I went to Disneyland this weekend. And um, Deb was yelling at the radio, trying to get Paul to stop, but then realized, <laughs> wait, this is a recording. <laughs> Has that effect. Well, uh, Mario turned 25 this week. He doesn't yes. look 25. He looks more like 40 to me. But he has kind of aged oh, no. a little uh, from, you know, hmm? he seems a little more aged to me. Or, did, or has he gotten younger? Is that it? He's That's just a, it. He has cleaner skin? Better skin? I don't know. He's, yeah, he's using he's, Noxzema? You, you can spin the camera around him when you play the game is the only difference. Yeah. So, but yay. So, yeah. Okay, Mario. Now put out a good game. Finally. Oh, here it is. Uh, you know, I kind of like Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Raul from San Diego. Raul from San Diego. Do you want me to read the letter? You yeah, know what? go ahead. Okay, Raul from San Diego. This is the guy that liked Robot in Jail yes. from Paul. This is this right. is our letter from Raul in San Diego, R.E., the contest that Barry announced on the show last week. Ah. Yeah, that's right. What's up, guys? Love the show. Long-time listener. Just have a few comments. Robot in Jail was awesome. I kept casually saying <laughs> awesome? it. Really? It's Raul? what he says. It's awesome? right here. How kind of cracky smoking? Robot in Jail was awesome. I kept casually saying it at home to my wife all week. It annoyed the <laughs> shit out of her. She tried to use it against me, too, but it didn't work. Oh, that's great. Geeky things I did this past week were... I bought a whole bunch of back issues, comics, to add to my collection. That's good. I good got X-Men 100 and 101. Nice, good. yeah. Wolverine number one, to name a few. Whoa. Nice. Okay, when you said back issues, you meant it. Yeah, he meant back Re- issues. Really good stuff. All right, solid also, entry. Great. Also, I started playing X-Men Legends on my PS3. You were just having a Marvel week. Thanks for making me laugh every Wednesday. Tell Paul I want more robot in jail. There it I'm is. I'm not going to tell him I'm that. not going to tell him that. Yeah, I'll tell him that. Uh, he'll hear the show and, and go. He'll be happy. Well, well I, I have more robot in jail. I appreciate your geekdom, sir. You are encouraging <laughs> your terribleness. <laughs> yes, you are encouraging things that should not be encouraged. I don't know. Robot in jail. Was it so bad? Yes. Yes. All right. Right. He, I, don't get me wrong. I was like, laughing about it while I was here and encouraging Paul because I don't know what it was. It just struck me as funny. That's what got me at that moment. When I went home later, I thought, "Wow, I shouldn't encourage Paul. <laughs> it just—it just wasn't funny." I mean, if we had auto tune on Paul and he kind of sounded like a robot, I could understand it. Oh, that's the, the last only, thing. That's the the only, last thing T Pain needs. Is the only auto-tune. thing that made Paul sound like a robot was Paul's head. He he! In his own head, he sounded like a robot because he was talking into a he bottle. Because he was talking into a bottle. The the other three of us <laughs> the were special effect ever. The other three of us were listening to him going, "What the hell are you doing? I sound like a robot." No, you don't. I tried to help him with effects, but it didn't. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Best not to encourage him. <laughs> 
But you know what? They can't all be winners, right? Some of them can. Name, I'm waiting can. for the name, ones that are Name winners. one Paul character that has been a winner so far. Uh, one Paul character. Nicoderm Stop Smoke. Yeah, that's okay, a fine, fine. one. Right There's there. one. One out of how that's many? That's all we asked. X13. Who? X13. What other ones yes. has Paul done? Mumra. Mumra. Uh, Mumra's a fine character. Tiffany Lemon Squares. Okay, but even Paul doesn't like Tiffany anymore, so that's all right. He only doesn't like Tiffany because we give him endless amounts well, of shit Well, Paul's going to have five months to come up with all new crap. Oh, and he will. And he will. So when he gets back, oh, oh, oh I, I just warned you all now out there, um, it's coming. Yeah, so, somewhere in our archives we have a uh, how to be a pirate thing from Paul. Oh, that's which, right. Uh, we may have to edit together and post for uh, Pirate Day, which hey, is coming pirate up Pirate Day's soon. coming up. Yeah, that's right. Pirate Day's a fine day. Lots of celebrations going on. You only like it because it's your birthday. It's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, then and it's the high holy holiday of the, of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Thank you. Yes. See, everyone has a reason to celebrate. You are touched by his noodly appendage. Yes. Well, let's move in. News you don't give a shit about. Yes. What don't I give a shit about this week? There was a lot of stuff that I didn't give a shit about when I was reading the news, but go for it. There is, but really only have three things, so, you know, tweets their own. But but this one struck me as really amusing. Uh, Pedo Bear, or as uh, they'd call it in Britain, uh, Pedo Bear. Pedo Bear. Pedo. Pedo, yeah. Is a meme featuring a cute cartoon bear who pops up whenever people are being creepy about kids on the internet. Why don't you have a seat right over there? Cops in California don't understand this. They have issued a hilarious warning about Pedo Bear. Oh, no. The San, the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department, who can't be bothered to look up Pedo Bear's extensive Wikipedia entry, issued a very serious warning about Pedo Bear last week, according to KSBY-TV. Quote, The San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department is warning parents about a disturbing new phenomenon made popular by pedophiles and sexual deviants. (laughs) You know what? It started on frickin' uh, 4chan with the B-tard. So, yeah, sexual deviants, that fits. (laughs) Continuing on with their warning, the pedo bear began as an online Japanese cartoon character and is known for his lecherous nature toward (laughs) prepubescent children. (laughs) Recently, pedophiles have adopted the bear as a mascot. Although there have been no reported sightings of the image on Central Coast, individuals dressed in the bear costume <laughs> and car decals have been seen in Southern California. No. Unquote. Oh, yes! And the news report includes one of those Southern California sightings, a, bear in a, pedo, uh, sorry, a guy in a pedo bear costume next to a man holding the baby. <laughs> the baby's father is just blithely standing next to a dangerous pedophile. Actually, no. The, the picture was taken at Comic-Con. Yes! The person inside the costume and anyone spotted with pedo bear fer- paraphernalia is a nerd who spends too much time on the internet, was what it comes down to. Ah, uh, I love everything that comes out of 4chan. Oh, the fact that it's gotten taken... I love the beatards. Those it. people are so stupid. They're awesome. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? <laughs> no, no, not the 4chan people. I'm talking about the cops. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're retarded. <laughs> what did you think I was talking? You think I would say bad things about 4chan people no, for no. fear of our lives? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm, 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 I'm kind of genius level IQ, Barry. You know, I, I think I'm smarter than that. Every, every time, like once a month or so, I, I visit 4chan from you know from a computer that's not at work. Dear God. Oh yes, and. Uh, just to get my daily, daily, monthly dose of complete daily. insanity. It's daily. It was daily for a little bit, and I had to stop. My brain melted. 
What does the pedo bear sound like? It has a sound? I don't know. I, I, does, I wasn't aware of that. No, it's I've, just I've that, that, been... that creepy looking thing. You know, if someone's got a picture that seems a little iffy, then someone posts a picture of the pedo bear. I'm pedo bear. I mean, it has made take appearances. Take off your pants. On Attack of the Show. Is that the in, sound? Like, pers- I'm pedo bear. Take off your pants, Jeffrey. Uh, no. I like pants. Take off pants of Peter Bear. People in Peter Bear costumes. Actually, I think we saw one at, at Comic Con. You got didn't a ding we? dong. Well, probably the same guy that got his picture taken for this, right? Probably. <laughs> oh yes, Peter Bear. Would, would Peter Bear be interested in Jeff? Isn't Jeff a little too old? Yeah, I guess you are a little uh, around the bend there. Yeah, I'm pushing forty now, man. Oh, yeah, the old. Not me. I'm on the downslope. <laughs> under uh, the nowhere near. <laughs> You're closer than I am. Uh, you wish. <laughs> yes, let's not alienate our younger audiences by revealing our Methuselah ages. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. All right, who likes cheese sandwiches? I like, I like cheese, cheese sandwiches. sandwiches. Well, Chef Martin Blunos has created an opulent cheese sandwich with the costly price tag of $178. And is the main attraction at the From Cheese Show. It better be cheese made of diamonds. The high price is a result of a cheddar cheese blended with white truffles. You know, very rare white yeah. truffles. A hundred-year-old balsamic vinegar and sourdough bread topped with edible gold dust. Of course, that's going to show up somewhere. The sandwich also features quail egg, heirloom black tomato, apple, figs, dainty mustard red frills, pea shoots, and red amaranth. You know, that actually sounds pretty good. That better be served on a Baccarat crystal plate that I get to take home with me at the end. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I don't know. With the quail egg and the, and the figs, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... At least they're not cheaping out. At least yeah. they're not saying, hey, it's a mar... Like, the, there's things they have at the Palms where it's like a martini w- garnished with a diamond bracelet. Oh, right, And that's right. what makes it expensive. No, at least it's just the ingredients, so I can get behind that. Okay. This is news I actually do give a shit about. I like expensive foods. Now, the white truffles... Barry is Epicurious. The, yeah, the, uh, the white... <laughs> there's a joke there. The uh, white truffles seem to be added just to add uh, money to it. Same thing with the gold dust. Everything else seems to be on the level. So I wonder how much it would be without the white truffles and the gold dust. That's a good question. Or how about the 100-year uh, balsamic vinegar? If you eat, if you eat gold dust... Do you take sparkling duties? I would hope so. That would be half the uh, the joy of the admission. You I know? would take pictures of that and send them to you guys. I've Look eaten, what I made. I've, I've had the cookies that they make in India that are rolled in the gold dust. Oh. And I can honestly say I didn't look in the toilet bowl the next day Dude, to see if there were gold flecks. That's the so only point of eating I'm, that. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't answer your question, but I have eaten gold before. We're going to have to find some gold dust. If you eat... Enough edible gold leaf, the edible gold foil. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you shit gift wrapped? <laughs> it's a very good question. Does anyone know? Please write us. <laughs> Please. Comments you've at uglycouchshow.com. If you've done this experiment, boy, we, we'll give you a prize. If you have pictures, I'd like to see them. <laughs> Seriously. I, I don't know if I would want to see that. No, I want to. Hey, science. 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 Blind me with your shit science. I want to see. Science. Shit science. <laughs> Making the world a more interesting place in your toilet. News you don't give a shit about Resident Evil Afterlife. Jess brought in more money during his first weekend in theaters than any previous Resident Evil movie. Okay. I didn't realize it was already out, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, so not surprisingly, you're going to be treated to a fifth movie. Uh, 
and star Mila Jovovich. And the next one will be a, said that the next one will be an interactive movie where producers take ideas for the films from fans. Oh, no. Quote, This new Resident Evil is the first one ever to open at number one worldwide. It's the biggest movie in the franchise, uh, Joe Jovovich told Vulture. So we're going to definitely make another one. We've been talking to a lot of fans on Twitter and stuff. So it's probably going to be one of the first movies where we really talk to fans to see what they want and what characters they want to see. It's going to be a more interactive process. You know, Hovovich just needs to stop. She just needs to stop. No, 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 no. It's not her. Yes, it is her. Because isn't her husband the director slash producer? He needs to stop. Paul W.S. Anderson needs to stop. Yeah. That's where there's. But the thing is, though, he just made the studio a boatload of money. He ain't stopping. He ain't stopping nothing. Anything else, he's going to get carte blanche to do what he wants. And apparently, he wants to do what Goof on the Street wants to do. She has been a force behind getting like the last three films made, though. Well, yeah, that's because she needs something to do. Besides her husband. I, I know what the fans want, and they're never going to give it to them. Nude no, scenes. No, they're not going to go rated R. Well, then I don't care anymore, then. There's already been nude scenes in it. What the fuck are you talking about? Nude scenes in Resident Evil? Yes. <laughs> not enough for my taste, then. Not enough to remember, apparently. Um, sh- never mind. It's, yeah. No, no go there, ahead. There, no, there, you, there, you let's just say that nothing about Mila Hovovich has ever been left to the imagination in the Resident Evil series. I'm not aware of this. I'm not aware of this either. But then again, I think the last one I watched fully was the first one back I in 2000. Yeah, the rest all of them three were, of those films. See, you suffered through them. The rest of them, for me, they were a blur. I tried to watch that one with you, Jeff, the, that last one before oh, the, the, the 3D the really, one. The, the one that was supposed to take place in Vegas? The one that put me to sleep? The one that just put me down like a dead cat? That, yeah, that was me. Yeah, he, he literally passed out. For the entire length of the film, and then some. I turned the TV off. He what was still the, asleep. What would the and I woke up say? feeling very refreshed and happy. What would the fans say that they want to see in the Resident Evil films? Well, they said characters and such, but I'm thinking I don't know ninja pirate zombies versus a totally nude Mila Jovovich shooting <laughs> zombies with a machine gun vagina. A machine gun vagina? Just go with me on this. Didn't I know what's right for Hollywood. Didn't they do that Machine Girl? Machine Maybe. Machine Girl? Maybe. Tank Girl? It's a Tokyo, no, 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 Tokyo movie. Like Super oh, Gore movie. Oh, that yeah. one. Probably. They take cues from those movies. Yes. I, I, okay, I would get back on board if they took cues from those movies with the, the Tokyo alligator. Tokyo Police and all that. Yes. Thighs and stuff like that. Ugh. And that's all, all the shit news I've got, so... Oh. Let's uh, let's do something Good. real. Let's yes, do the weekend please. geek. All right, there's uh, some, some long ones. Make so bear me with excited me. to be a geek. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this one. All right. I, I have. Have you guys played Eve Online? Huh? I avoided Eve Online because it was such a it was such a curve to get into it. Uh, such a steep learning curve. Right. And once you got into it. Uh, there's there's a lot of maintenance involved, and yeah, okay. I, I wasn't I wasn't into it. I, I, it's a it's a space flight MMO, you know, oh, traders. Yeah, I've and, heard of this okay. one. Yeah, and I own it. I bought it for like six bucks. Okay, so I was like, you know what, that'll give it a shot. Yeah, I still haven't installed it because, well, well, it's stuff like this. Um, there's been many effects of Yvonne Lai's decision to deal a large blow to the black market for their in-game currency by essentially making it purpose. You can purchase it for real money. Mm-hmm. All right, so the currency in the game, you can purchase it. Okay. All right. 
So in-game business machinations have led a player known as Bad Bobby walking away from a gutted in-game corporation with items worth 45,000 real dollars. Uh, and it was all game legal. All right. Is this the type of thing where the guy... Well, you'll tell us about it, right? Yeah, this, okay. this, this is exactly what he did, all right? I'm the plan was to set up an in-game business that turned a profit by selling copies of blueprints prints for Titan-class starships in the game. Okay. 90% of the profits would go to the shareholders who had bankrolled the founding of the company in the first place. The location of the originals would be kept secret, but their ownership would be controlled by five trustees, ensuring that they could not be taken without all trustees in agreement. So I take it you can clone blueprints and make new ones? Oh, oh, oh you wait. This, this is straight out of Wall Street right here. Bad Bobby was a founding member of the company. Titans for You is one of the trustees. Okay, his name is Bad Bobby. Yeah. Would you would, would you hire a CEO named Bad Bobby? Would you hire a babysitter named Bad Bobby? <laughs> would you hire a maid that's named Esmeralda? I steal everything. I wouldn't hire anybody <laughs> named Bobby. No. Brown especially. No Superman. No here. I steal everything. <laughs> that's my name. No. No. Now all this security hinged on the fact that Bobby would not have access to over 50% of the company's shares, so he couldn't vote to unlock the blueprints on his own. For over a year, the system worked amicably. In the background, however, Bobby was slowly scheming to get his hands on more shares. To complete the scam, Bobby initiated a vote to create more shares under the guise of adding more trustees. The vote passed, and more shares were created. The other trustees presumably expected Bobby to hand over the shares when the new trustees were appointed. Instead, Bobby, with access to 50% of the shares, called for a vote to place the blueprints in his ownership at a time when there were only three of the other four trustees they could log in to veto his request, and he stole the blueprints. According to Massively, the virtual goods are worth 850 billion interstellar credits, which can be translated to, into a value of 45,000 U.S. dollars, which can purchase 214 years of game time. And yes, EVE Online is at heart an economic simulator as well as a space tactics simulator. Why aren't you into this? I, yeah, I don't that's know. why I bought it. The game's curators permit in-game thievery, smuggling, elaborate cons, pirates, market manipulation, bounty hunting, corporate espionage, and racketeering. They simply warn their players to be aware of the risks and careful with their in-game possessions. <laughs> Bobby's actions were all within the rules of the game. The only thing he sacrificed was his in-game reputation. <laughs> good on you, Bob. <laughs> Seriously, Bobby used good to on Enron. you. Now, it's stuff like that that makes me want to play the game. Right? This is, and about every year you hear something along these lines yeah. about how somebody just really just threw one over on some corporate scheming level mm-hmm. and made off like a bandit in this case with real money the only reason I don't well not the only reason there's a few reasons I don't play that game even okay. though it totally seems like my type of thing number one mm-hmm. it's not the most popular game out there no. what that means is the universes are a little smaller number two uh, clicks People have been playing this game for a very long time, so to get into the top guilds and the top companies, uh, you've got a, a very steep competition. This is true. Number three, learning curve. I mentioned that before. Uh, the learning curve for all this stuff seems very, very high. Don't get me wrong. I would love nothing better than to devote an entire wall of my office to star charts and like <laughs> financial data from make-believe land. 
<laughs> but I don't have time. And time, that's number five. There's, was I on four or that. five? See, I can't even remember. But then again, you know, this guy made 45000 in one year. Playing this game. Yeah, that does sound cool. <laughs> that does sound cool. But have you ever tried to get any, like, that many people together on doing one thing? That's true. It's it's a nightmare. I used to run a, a guild and do, like, 40-person guild stuff in, in World of Warcraft, and that was tough. The same thing with the Star Wars Galaxies. May their names live in infamy, the bastards <laughs> of SOE. Getting like 200 people together to do something was a nightmare, but I did it. And then, it, uh, ah, no. No? I would love to do it, I'm wait, but I want to get in on the ground level. That's right. That's because, yeah, you're right. This thing has been here, run for, since, what, 2004, 2005? Oh, oh yeah, it'll have to be 2004. So, yeah, then the people that are in that... And it's still quite populated, but it's by people who have been playing it for a while, build up their ships. Oh, that's another thing. To get to the top levels re- requires physical time. Yeah. Yeah. To, to learn how to pilot, like, crazy big ships and stuff actually requires real time. But apparently you can also build those skills while not playing now. Yeah, yeah. So. But the, regardless, it requires time. And yeah. I don't have that kind of time. Alrighty then. Well, CNN Go reports that Sony Pictures Entertainment Japan is teaming up with Marvel Entertainment to take famous Marvel heroes such as Iron Man, X-Men, Blade, turn them into cartoons with a Japanese studio, then broadcast them globally. God. Beginning with cable and satellite broadcasts on Animax Broadcast Japan starting October 1st. Mm. The CNN Go article claims the cartoons will be made into anime. Though there doesn't seem to be specific details stating such, the studio turning the Marvel characters into cartoons, Madhouse Studios, known for such titles as Ninja Scroll, Death Note, Devil May Cry's cartoon adaptation, and Trigun, definitely has a long list of anime series in its past to bolster the claims that the studio will most likely be turning the Marvel characters into anime, as opposed to animating them in a more Western style. I like uh, Well, I like some anime style, if it's like Ghost in the Machine, Ghost in the Shell... Right, yeah, but that's, that's I don't want to see like Dragon Ball style. What about Fists of the North Star? I don't even want to see that. <laughs> God, that's old. Like, well, wow, we're gonna pull that one out of nowhere. Um, I worry because what if they want to pull the Punisher out like that? And then they have to do it uh, like a more serious style, like Ghost in the, the Shell. Punisher with cute eyes. Punisher, Punisher with cute eyes. Speaking of which, I was in Disneyland, and you know what they're you selling? Saw Punisher with cute eyes. No, they're selling Marvel stuff there. Yeah, yeah nice. and there's I saw like a little like a truck. With the Punisher stuff all over it. Yeah. At Disneyland. <laughs> well, they do own him. Did you see Punisher Warzone? I think that Garth Ennis should join the Imagineers and put together a new Dark Ride based on the Punisher I Max think, universe. I think you speak blasphemy, but I would love to see that. <laughs> they had to put that at uh, that Disney Horrible, oh, Horrible man. Adventures. Disney Horrible, Horrible but That's the new park. That's the new that's park. The new park Disney the Horrible, Horrible Adventures. <laughs> Twice as horrible as anything else. Yeah. All the rides are broken or, or maim you. Right, and then they have to open it in Connecticut. <laughs> you must be this brave to go on this ride. That'd be great. For every hundred kids that board the monorail, 99 come back. <laughs> what rides would be there? Well, yeah, the Punisher's... The Punisher's terrible, awful ride of doom. <laughs> yeah, that'd, uh, be, that'd be a fine one. The uh, the food court would have like Brussels sprouts and <laughs> Thai food because I hate Thai food. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I love Thai food. Uh, let's see. Who, who, what else would be there? What else would be there? Let's see. 
How can you not like Thai food? It's deliciously I don't like spicy. Thai food. I'm sorry, I never liked it. Oh, okay. They have a Marvel themed thing. All right, Thanos. Just what 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 ride would be Thanos? You'd go into a dark room. Thanos would step out and fucking beat you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> What's going to happen here? Oh my god! Oh my god, Thanos beat me. Um, and then, then all of a sudden, an animatronic skeleton lady comes out and he's like, stay away from my woman. Exactly. That's, 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 that's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> You'd yeah. have all those shitty characters from Marvel in there, in Marvel land. Uh, like the blob. All oh, the villains. You could do all the villains. All the villains? Yeah. How about just damage ink? <laughs> god. What more do you need? And the corn dogs would be all like frozen corn dogs. They'd be ah, terrible. They made, You'd they'd hate be, them. They'd be made a weasel. Exactly. Yeah. Wolverine deli owner. I want it sliced really thin. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. <laughs> OnStar, General Motors driving assistance service. Yes. Uh, you know what? Maybe I should have put this in the, the shit news. Uh, um, well, I have OnStar, so I hope it's not something terrible. <laughs> General Motors Driving Assistance Service has plans to add voice-to-text and text-to-voice Facebook and texting functionality in an update later this month. Oh, no. Elizabeth Robbins, a spokesman for OnStar, said the Facebook connectivity would read a user's news feed aloud as well as translate voice-to-text so that a user can update their status. They're also teasing a feature that would read text messages aloud and allow a user to reply to them using preset messages. OnStar has decided to add social networking functionality to its roadside service as a way to alleviate the dangers of using mobile devices while driving. An uh, analyst at TrueCar.com suggests GM is simply adding the features to OnStar to attract a more modern consumer base, which would make the reasoning focused more on business than safety. I'm completely uninterested in that shit. Why would I buy that? Why would anyone buy that? Facebook. Facebook in your car. Yeah, because when I'm driving around, running errands, I absolutely need to update my status with, oh my God, lol, (laughs) going to the (laughs) store to pick up milk. No, no. The reason is so you can send uh, text-to-speech messages to yourself. So be driving along, greetings, Professor Falcon. Shall we play a game? Those would be the first uh, (laughs) messages you ever send, and then you get bored of it. And then just wait till you well, get home to do it. You're probably right, but still, it it would be fun. They'll sell a few, and then they won't sell any. Well, does not they don't have to sell any? Apparently, this is OnStar. It comes with. Oh, like Jeff already so has OnStar. He will have this functionality in a month. Yeah, maybe my car is five years old though. So I don't want to. It but, might be a newer OnStar. Facebook. I mainly use it for like pictures thing. and stuff. I want to see people's pictures. I really don't care what people write most of the time. No. Yeah, I, I don't really care. My love affair with Facebook is weaning. (laughs) I only go on there like once a week. Waned. E-D. Waning. I I started up using Facebook again and I immediately stopped again. Because all of a sudden, there was a fervor. There was a fervor because, hey, Tor goes on to Facebook again. And then then shit talk, shit shot, shit talk. Welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. And then the community welcomed me with open arms. You know, you can hide those messages, right? Like all these people that that want me to play Farmville, Fuck or them. oh yeah, well, or yeah. Uh, I, I hide all of their so and so got a thousand bucks and it's lots of fun. Hide, hide those? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I must have hidden those because I'm not seeing those. Well, good. It's yeah, the friends right. of mine. You know, what pisses me off. The friends of mine that that occasionally say interesting things or people I kind of don't want to lose touch with. 
But then they say things that are so stupid, I just want to block them. Or they link everything. Ugh. Like, Stop it. Like Mr. Freckles did flips today. He's so cute. Well, Mr. Freckles is special. <laughs> He's a precious little snowflake yeah, that I, I blocked. I sometimes want to block Paul because he puts stupid things up there that nobody cares about. Paul does stupid. Paul does five <laughs> stupid things before breakfast. He's like, check this out. This video's hilarious. No, it's not. It's dumb. <laughs> this is not even the remotely funny. No, I got a Facebook not. friend that continually. This is the Tim and Eric show lyrics. clip that you're posting, Paul. It's song not lyric funny. people. Go back to high school uh, and stop posting all these videos. If I wanted to listen to your music, I would listen to your music. I hate you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Digital Comic Museum is a website that is collecting public domain comic books from the golden age of comics which is generally thought to be between 1930s and 1950s, and making them available for the low, low price of free. Love it. The site is fairly organized, listing each publisher in alphabetical order, as well as providing popularity categories, such as most downloaded and top rated. Users are required to make an account before they can access the free comics archive, but it's no worse than signing up for any other kind of internet forum. I could finally catch up on my little Abner. The comics uploaded <laughs> to the archive are in the standard digital comics format and can best be viewed with sequential image viewers such as CD Display, uh, CD Display EX, and, if, and or if you're doing Mac, uh, Comical. That's cool. That's cool news. So, I'm yeah, glad so they should do that. Free... Public domain comics. Go oh, for free. it. Free. Free. It's called the Digital Comic Museum. Look it up and happy reading. That's good. I like old Get in stuff. touch with the roots. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Oh, I, I don't know, though. Some of that old stuff's really hard. It yeah. is really hard to read. Hey, some of the um, new stuff is really hard to read. I, I mean, yeah. even trying to set it in the context of when it was written, it's still hard to read. Listen, <laughs> I, I read the in, in sequential order the first did. 70 or so Fantastic Fours. <laughs> so much so that I was like taking notes during it. Oh, I actually yeah. posted them at one point. But I know it's it's like leave the beaver. He would he would holler. He's like Jeff, you have got to read this. Oh. He show me like select panels, and I'm like, wow, the art is that terrible, is incredibly awful. But that's just it. It's not terrible. It's just, it's not the art. Yeah, it's, it's the writing. In fact, it's Jack Kirby, one of the most renowned comic book artists of all time. Okay, I'm not giving Jack Kirby shit. I, I'm giving the era shit. Okay. It's the era. Uh, certainly, compared to what we have today, yeah, there really is no. But compared to what's probably in the digital comic archive, the thing's gold, oh, art-wise. Sure, sure. For the time, that stuff was groundbreaking. Stan Lee, perfect example. Everyone says Stan Lee, the great father of all of these great Marvel comics. and everyone, Stan Lee thought, That's Fantastic Four! Yeah, Fantastic Four. Um, Stan Lee did good stuff back in the day. Nowadays... That's true. Lightspeed? Yeah. That's so Stripperella. true. Yeah. Nope. He hurts a little. Not so much, Stan. We, we, we love him for what he's done, not what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Unless he's doing you know, appearances in movies. We, we get behind that. Yeah. Uh, researchers at a school of veterinary medicine and science have discovered that cockroach and locust brains house antibiotic properties that could lead to treating bacterial infections. Really? Finally, a use for those things. The researchers have discovered nine different molecules that bacteria cannot defend against, which may lead to treatments for stubborn bacteria such as E. coli. Ooh. The researchers are continuing their work, hoping to develop various treatments for untreatable diseases by sucking out the molecular goo kept inside cockroaches and locust brains. You know what makes sense? Cockroaches could survive anything. They could survive a nuclear war. Surely they could survive E. coli. And you never hear of a cockroach getting sick? No. No. Well, so they have insurance, so. So that's, that's, that's happy. 
So it's happy news. So, so you feeling bad? Collect your cockroaches. If, if you know out, outside, they're always scuttling around at night. Yeah, I was gonna say I step on a few of them just casually walking into the apartment. It makes us sound like we're, we live in filth. He's talking about up the stairs. Have yeah. you seen this room? <laughs> it's cluttery. Folks, Clean it, folks. We live in a desert. There are desert cockroaches all over the place. It's just a reality. It's they're not in the apartment, thank God. It's just outside on the ground. I'm simply talking about me walking from my car <laughs> to the stairwell to go up to our apartment. There are cockroaches that scurry all over the place, and you cannot help but step on them. And, and I appreciate you clarifying that. Yes. I appreciate you stepping on many of them. And then don't forget to suck out the goo. Ew. The molecular goo. If you're feeling bad. Ew. Yeah. I feel worse. That's nope. disgusting. All right, this this is very exciting to me because this, a lot of people haven't heard of this, and if you haven't heard of this, get ready because it's coming to the states finally. It's taken two years, but British zombie miniseries Dead Set is finally about to make its U.S. premiere, being broadcast nightly on IFC from October 25th through October 29th. You had with, me at zombie with a marathon of the entire series on Halloween. The series is a horror satire which takes place inside the house and production offices for the British version of Big Brother as zombies overtake the UK. Huh. It's been called one of the ten best things I saw on TV by Stephen King and heralding the arrival of genuine homegrown horror scratching at the fringes of network television by Simon Pegg. Nice. Once again, that set begins at midnight, October 25th. I, I, I first heard about this... Uh, Soon after it came out, it essentially it's filmed like a reality show, like his regular Big Brother. But while this is Big Brother is being filmed, UK has fallen to zombies, and now they've reached the studio. And so they're still filming this stuff from Big Brother, but now they're having to barricade themselves in the studios and so on. And brilliant, yeah. brilliant nice. TV. And so way to go, BBC. Yeah. So, way to go. So thank you for finally, finally bringing it to the states, which means if they're showing it on IFC. It should come to DVD eventually. How big is it? Uh, How, I mean, is this like a one series thing, or uh, so it's yeah. It was only it's a one shot miniseries. Uh, okay, cool. So speaking of zombies, done, uh, there's a book that is, I believe it's out now, called Night of the Living Trekkies. Ah, uh, yes, and, I've seen uh, it. There is a mock movie trailer that the company that did the book has put out on YouTube that is pretty funny. The book looks interesting, and the reviews I've read so far seems right up my alley. Yeah, okay. so, they, so okay. it, the, yeah, the, the, the trailer, it's like if the book had been made into a movie, even though it is a trailer for the book. So don't confuse the, you know, the trailer with being an actual, oh, they're going to make a movie out of the book. No, it's, it's just something that's, that they put together okay. to promote the book, and it's <laughs> silly, and it is funny. Just like the if book. If you have a sense of humor yeah. about yourself as a Trek fan, if or... If you thought Trekkie smelled bad before... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. just wait. <laughs> it's uh, it's worth checking out. I know it's all over YouTube. Check it out, folks. It's so it's a it lot of fun. It's just a bunch of flesh eating, misshapen fat fucks eating uh, people at a con. It's it's a Go zombie watch the trailer. Out, yeah, it's a zombie outbreak yeah, at a, at a, at a Trek Star con. Trek convention. Love it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> like one of the first scenes, there's like, dude, your costume sucks. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, ah, what's he doing? He's trying to eat you. <laughs> awesome. It's it's pretty funny. All right, the next one's kind of a big one, but it's big news. Okay. Like this is this is the monster news yeah, segment of this show. Monster okay. news. All right. After years of false starts, 
It looks as if Stephen King's The Dark Tower is finally coming to movie theaters and television screens. Huh? At the same time. Wow. Universal Pictures and NBC are teaming up for an extremely ambitious plan to turn King's fantasy novel series into a franchise that will run through a feature film trilogy and multiple seasons of a television series running between the movies. Deadline Hollywood had the scoop yesterday, and at least the initial movie and first television series, which will not necessarily be you know 22 episodes, will be directed by Ron Howard. Really? And, okay, hold yourself for this one. Okay. The writing mastermind... Uh, masterminded by Akiva Goldsman. This is the often derided, derided writer of A Beautiful Mind uh, and Batman and Robin. Uh, uh, but uh, amongst uh, other projects. Now, it's it's worth pointing out that Goldsman has done some good work on Fringe and has been credited with bringing that series mythology forward from an original plan that would have been more of a slow burn like Lost. Okay. All right. Actors and characters will also cross between movies and the television series. Howard sees this as the logical step from the trilogy structure of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. So, quoting uh, Ron Howard, What Peter did was a feat cinematic history. The approach we're taking stands on its own, but it's driven by the material. I love both and like what it's going what is going on on TV. With this story, if you dedicated to one medium or another, there's the horrible risk of cheating material. The scope and scale call for a big screen budget, but if you committed only to films, you deny the audience the intimacy and the nuance of some of these characters and a lot of cool twists and turns that make for jaw-dropping compelling television. We've put some real time and deep thought into this and a lot of conversations and analysis from a business standpoint to get people to believe in this and take a leap with us. I hope audiences respond to it in a way that compels us to keep going after the first year or two of work. It's a fresh territory for me as a filmmaker. According to Deadline, the current plan involves more than just adapting King's novels, with the second season drawing from Marvel Comics spinoff comics written with input from Stephen King by Robin Firth and Peter David. Goldsman is apparently at, already at work on the script for the first movie, and Howard seems eager, eager to get to work to himself, quoting, I'm finishing the dilemma, and then I don't have anything scheduled, and I plan to work hard with this with Akiva and Brian Grazer, which is Howard's producing partner. All right, Ron Howard's involved. I have faith. Ron Howard's involved. I have faith. I never read the books. I never read the Dark Tower series. I never got into it. Stephen King isn't usually my first go-to guy to read, um, but I'm told it's very, very good. Yes, um... In fact, uh, many people I've run into there, Stephen King's fan, that's their, that's their favorite work. Yeah, I, I started reading it many years ago, back in, actually back in high school, and I, I, I never finished it all the way through. I right. keep, I well, keep well, meaning it wasn't to, finished I, back then. Well, well, I mean, but I meant like after I graduated I high school and how, into how, college and how stuff. How far did you get? Um, okay, so it starts with The Dark Tower. Dark Tower. And then, then the second book is... And the second uh, book is second book, then there's The Drawing of Three, or yeah. is that the second book? I don't know. Uh, the second book is the one that I had started, and I didn't, I didn't finish How the second book. How many books are there? There's seven. Yeah. Seven books. Oh, perfect for seven seasons. They usually like to do things in seven seasons right. of TV anyway. So, yeah. so it, it, it fits that, that, that time structure. But I really like this idea of linking movies to TV seasons and continuing it from there. I mean, you got the lull of the seasons. You know, the season ends with the cliffhanger, which gets continued by the movie. Right. Which goes into the next season, which get continued by a movie. I kind of like how X-Files did it. They, they did it right, uh, yeah. 
Although there was like a self-contained movie in these cases, but the first yeah. one was kind of a wrap-up of some of the mythology, if I remember right. Well, it, it, it answered it, it, some yeah, questions. Yeah, it touched on like the origin of the black goo right. aliens in X-Files. It, it, it's like, oh, okay, now we know where that came well, from. Well, the soundtrack like, explained everything. If you wait until after the last track, uh, Chris Carter explains it all. But uh, I, I read up to uh, like the middle of the third book, and then I was like, you know, I'm going to wait till all these are done, and now they're done, I'm... Yeah, I've never gone back. I, I look forward to continuing it. I certainly want to do it before the show starts. Well, that's no some doubt. pretty good news there. So, yeah, it's it's in good hands, although the writer <laughs> makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But at the same time, How you know, it's been attached? a long time since Batman and Robin. Yeah. So, he needs but, you know, those scars run deep. Yeah, but he's attached to Fringe, which uh, I haven't watched much of, but I know, Jeff, you enjoy it. I, I love Fringe. And, I, I think and a lot of people are really enjoying that mythology. Yeah. And, I mean, he, and he's the guy that's credited with bringing that mythology forward and making the show that it is. Right. So, so you got to give him props there. Yeah, but the scars still run very deep from that's Batman true. and Robin. Yeah, oh, I, 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 that hurt. That hurt. You me. know, I saw that movie for free. <laughs> for like free. I literally had free tickets to Wasn't see it. Worth it. It was a preview. I walked out of there still feeling like I wanted my money back. It was. It was bad. It so was bad. So yeah. terrible. So bad. It was so... so I used to work at an electronics store here in town. I used to work at Ultimate Electronics. Okay. And they would play that freaking movie all the time. Why that choice? Uh, Because it had good sound. There's a lot of movies out there with good sound. Yeah, but they just had that one. I don't know. It was terrible. I have terrible memories of that film. As well you should. (laughs) See, that's why I bought the DVD. Why did you buy the DVD? Well, one, I bought the collection that it came with. Oh, okay. And two, right. it has commentary, so I wanted an explanation. And did you, and get, you didn't one? get one? No, did because you? I haven't put it in because it's a bad movie. <laughs> That's funny. Deadline is reporting that James Cameron's Lightstorm Entertainment and 20th Century Fox TV are developing a television adaptation of True Lies. And really? it, quote, is well, about I... to be taken out to the networks, quote. Unquote. Cameron will serve as the executive producer of the show, which will have very similar plot structure to the original film. The only other experience he has in television is with the show Dark Angel, right. which appeared in 2000 for two seasons, only to mild success, despite being a pretty popular film with sci-fi, sorry, show with sci-fi fans. Uh, Dark Angel executive producer Rene Echeverria is going to work on this one, too, as the primary writer of the program. A spy has a, has a normal family. Yes. Okay. You know what? That's they already it. have this. It's called Covert, Op- Covert Affairs. It's on USA. It's a pretty good show. Yeah, but you know what they don't bad. have? What? They don't have the Cameron muscle. Oh, whoop-de-doo! <laughs> it wasn't even that good a film. I liked True Lies. Now, I remember about? True Lies being a really good film. I haven't seen it since the original theatrical release. Liver spots bursting on my hands. But... <laughs> We are talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and yeah. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and a young Eliza Dushku. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then there's this other new show coming out called Undercovers. Kind of like that. Then they get that other... They, what like was that, that other one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? That movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, how many times do we have to see this spy hiding their real job? Okay, here's another one. Warehouse 13. They can't tell anybody what they really do. Secret. Yeah, but Warehouse 13 one and trick True Lies pony. is very different. One trick pony. And then there's uh, No Ordinary Family. Family gets powers, but have to still be a family, right? Yay. Yeah, is this, is this part of your pony? Is this part of your uh, your, your wagon train? <laughs> don't talk about my pony. <laughs> I don't like you talking about my pony. 
Everyone's favorite legendary cult movie star, Bruce Campbell, revealed Yay. his plans to make an epic horror comedy sequel to My Name is Bruce, a film that would be unlike anything he's ever seen before, except kind of like The Expendables and 300 combined. What? The biggest thing holding back the project so far is that they seem to have some script problems, as you'll hear from his recent Los Angeles Times interview. Oh, boy. Uh, The interviewer said, speaking of your own activities, I understand you'd like to make a sequel to your most recent film, My Name is Bruce, called Bruce vs. Frankenstein, and that you'd like it to be The Expendables of Horror? Bruce Campbell repeats, yes, The Expendables, or more like It's a Mad, 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 Mad World of Horror. I want to get so many horror movie stars that people can't possibly not see the movie. I want to give them other stuff to do. I want to have Kane Hodder be be very particular about what he eats. I want Robert England to be a tough guy, like he knows Taekwondo or something. I want to find out the hidden signs of all these people. Some will play themselves. Some will play alternate characters as well. I may approach Kane Hodder to play Frankenstein. He could be Kane Hodder himself fighting himself as Frankenstein. It, It could be crazy. It's all silly, concocted story we hoped to do maybe in a year or so. My breaks between Burn Notice have been getting tighter because they've been adding episodes. They're trying to trap me like a rat in TV world, and I might just let them. There is a script, and it kind of blows right now, but so no one's really seeing it. we got to work on it. Definitely shoot, definitely shoot in Oregon all on stage. It's like 300 of horror comedies. We want to make it a whole world Someone's got to take Frank down for good. I know you'll see that film. If, if You're it, already in line in If your it head. has that much horror muscle in it, you know, throw some Tony Todd in there. Oh, yeah, oh. Tony Todd. Oh, then, oh, just throw them all, yeah, but, all of them. However, let's not forget that They Call Me Bruce really kind of sucked. It did. And oh, what, my God. It was funny. I've never seen it. It was terrible. Well, because I, I, I had it on Netflix, and I think I told you not to bother. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I want to be hurt. I still want that movie to be good, and the only way it can be good, apparently, is if I don't see it. Yeah. So, however, the sequel Possible. could be fine. Okay. Put a lot of muscle in that. Okay. I will take the Expendables of Horror. But they need yeah. a really good writer. You know, why don't they just put an open call for, for scripts out there? There's so many aspiring writers <laughs> yeah. that th- there's got to be some of them that are good. Do you really want... It's just anybody yeah, but, writing your script. And not only that, we but... We new people. Otherwise, you go back on people I, like Akiva Goldsmith. Or I agree. There's diamonds in the rough all over the place. But you know what there's a lot more of? Shit. Rough. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. more rough, yeah. And you have to read the rough to get to the diamonds. And there's just not that many hours in the day. No. There are some good scripts floating out there. Oh, I'm sure there are. Some, some fantastic ones. And Things that will never get made. I yep. refer you to Balls Out. Oh, and I'll tell you what, uh, in Google this case, it. I say cream will rise to the top. Not always. Not always. People will still produce shit. Batman but the go- good Robin. movies will still get made. Mm. By good directors. Uh, I have an idealized faith in this movie industry. I have no faith in the movie industry. And I heard an interesting stat the other day. Uh, what is it, like 95%? 90 to 95% of oh movies that they put out in the last few years have been either remakes or reimagining. Yeah. Or 95%? I that don't sounds know. That sounds high. a little high. But it's just been stuff adapted either from books or comics or stuff that, that has been made before or stuff from TV. Right. But it, 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 movies have always been remade. How many Frankensteins and Draculas were there all the way up through the 60s and well, 90s? Well, I can stomach and... a few, but do. 
some movies even need a remake? Do some movies even need to be adapted from TV? Just just let it go at TV. It makes sense from a business standpoint because there's a already based audience. It's a known commodity. They'll right. get so many seats in the. Because let's face it, we, we bitch and so on about oh that's getting remade, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, I find myself going, "I'm here to watch it, so to see if it's good or not." So they 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 got the fans already because the fans don't boycott this shit. They go if nothing else to say that was crap. But That's they go. true. But people they go. are not stingy. We, enough we have money. done that a few times. Oh yes, we have, and been pleasantly surprised a few times. True. I a mean, A Team was a you know A Team was, was fun. Yeah, it was, I was just gonna say it was a fun, fine film. But I uh, look around this condo. And I see tons and tons of DVDs. And I mean like a metric shit ton of DVD. Yes. More like 10 More shit like that. Thank you, yes. <laughs> There's the reference. There's the reference for the evening. And you are part of the problem, sir. Why? Sirs. Why? What's the problem? Because you buy crap. No, that's good shit. All Charm. of that is good stuff. First season right there. And notice it didn't go any farther. <laughs> see? I know when to quit. Uh, okay, what else? Are, okay, MI5. What yeah. Millennium. Millennium sucked. Millennium was all right. Yeah, what there was, this? There, King of the Hill? Right. You actually bought King of the Hill? A few seasons back when it was good. Is that, is that was it ever good, though? Yeah, it was good. Really? Jeremiah. I Seriously? Jeremiah's great, dude. Oh, my God. I like Jeremiah. Oh, my God. What's on this wall In fact, over I was here? thinking of watching Jeremiah again. It's that good. How about no? Do you know what Jeremiah's about? No. Post-apocalyptic? It's a post-apocalyptic show from Showtime, so it... It it pulls no oh, punches right like about that. where <laughs> adults of a certain age all died out, leaving only kids. I saw that Star Trek episode. No, they made a whole, and then the kids have to create their own society, and it's a society they created like ten years after this all happened. Um, so the oldest people are in their mid twenties. Babe, really? Babe, the pig movie. It's awesome. Come on, everyone. You know you like big, Babe out there. Big. Yes, Tom Hanks Tom and Hanks? Big. Yeah. Are you serious? I didn't like Big. Where is your... You're, I didn't like Big. You're full of it. You suck. You're full of it all. Your inner child is damaged, so you're, my you're, inner child you're, you're died, apparently, I Apparently, you, you are a, a broken looking at my, my collection and saying... And I, I always refer to my favorite. The Special Intelligence Network. Oh, the SIN? Of that, was a, that was a free yes. gift. And that was a horrible movie, absolutely. Every secret has a conspirator. But you know what? It's great to put on for a laugh because I know half the people in that damn film. Ugh, the movie is garbage. It is garbage. But while you're looking at my fine collection... I, I, okay, okay, done. Degrassi Junior High. Yeah, Degrassi Junior High is awesome. Thank you very much. You're such a one. Well, only you and uh, Kevin Smith think so. And uh, you know what? That right alone is opinion gold. Ugh. Me and Kevin Smith like that. The only thing you two share is air. <laughs> <laughs> and a like for Degrassi Junior High. Thank you very much. Winner. Following the successful Degrassi. transition of Dungeons & Dragons Online to a free-to-play online role-playing game, Turbine and Codemasters have re-released The Lord of the Rings Online as a free-to-play title. As about of that. now. The game was originally released, of course, in April 2007, has been com- complemented with two expansion packs in the years of following release, similar to pricing structure currently used for Dungeons & Dragons Online, which was developed by Turbine. Players have full access to the game, 
but can choose to unlock additional features at an additional fee. VIP members who are players who continue to pay the subscription fee will receive a monthly allowance of turbine points, which can be spent on the in-game store. The game can be downloaded. The game can be downloaded on the official uh, Lord of the Rings uh, website. <laughs> I have friends who still play Lord of the Rings. They swear by it, and I played it for a very short time, and I enjoyed it. But I just didn't have time for yet another MMO. Right, and you know what? I have it. I bought it back. It was like 20 bucks, yeah. and I really enjoyed it, too. I had a great time with it. It was all so, right. The crafting was kind of wonky. It is, but, uh, yeah, they got to fix that crafting. Yeah, crafting was really wonky. Uh, I didn't really like that. And the in-game economy, mm. <laughs> And, you know, like yeah. you and I are both the same on that. The economy yeah. needs to be strong. Yes. The uh, Entertainment Merchants Association has confirmed the Supreme Court will see the violent video games case presented by the state of California on November 2nd, mm. voting day. The case, Schwarzenegger versus the ESA, is attempting to establish federal le- regulation of video games that are deemed too violent for minors, while proponents on the other side are pushing for continued self-regulation. The Entertainment Consumers Association is working on an amicus brief to counter California's pro-regulation arguments with a consumer petition included. While many similar cases have been shot down in lower courts as unconstitutional, Schwarzenegger versus ECA is utilizing the argument that video games can be declared categorically alongside other media not universally protected under free speech. Ooh. I don't like that. No. At all. No. I don't like that at all. Damn you, Schwarzenegger. But won't the same apply to movies and TV and everything else? Uh, They're saying that they're not in that same categories of movies and television. Yeah, because, I mean, all they would have to do is play clips of every single movie that Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger has done. Yeah. And and then finish it with the line of him going, Game over! All I and know, I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the Street Fighter one. I'm talking about the actual Schwarzenegger going game over. Well, I don't think that would fly as an amateur brief, uh, but I get the point. I'm sorry to get political on you now, but I'm very glad that uh, McCain didn't win because he would have put in very conservative judges yep. when they left the this court. There's two of them thus far mm-hmm. under Obama's watch, and I tell you what. That would have really swayed the court very conservative, and I can tell you right now, they would have backed the, the Schwarzenegger side in a heartbeat, just Ironically, like that. Uh, some of the more uh, conservative viewpoints on video games have been from Democrats. Yeah. That so is look weird. at Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that is true. Hillary Clinton, Clinton uh, Joe uh, Lieberman, although Lieberman. he's all over the map. Yeah, Lieberman is independent, though he's really a Republican. Yeah. Right. Well, these people have influence on their Democrats. So I mean that's the that's the only issue I have with that right. you know so visit uh, videogamevoters.org uh, yes and they'll tell you what's up not only that but gamepolitics.com as well they're yeah. really good at keeping yeah. up on what's going on uh, internationally this is my hot button issue law. normally with politics I could give a shit but uh, this is my hot button issue right here that and UFOs <laughs> Lord Current. ban them ban- banning UFOs officially that's that's the stance that's right. Of the bastards of the Rob Party. Correct. <laughs> Current U.S. regulations limit the transmission of uh, 2.4 gigahertz band for uh, wireless. Right. But after September 23rd, that may change. Mm-hmm. On that date, the FCC plans to vote on a set of rules allowing for a super Wi-Fi that's transmitted over the unused airwaves between broadcast television channels. 
which could potentially travel several miles and deliver internet speeds ranging from 15 to 20 megabits per second as fast as a cable modem. Yeah. What do we need? Special hardware? Well, I'm sure that uh, eventually that will be necessary, but if they allow it, you, uh, yeah, you have wireless broadband now, essentially. Wireless big, big broadband. Cable, cable level broadband. And you can just set up a few repeaters in a city as big as, say, Vegas, and then yeah. no one has to worry about... Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, they've been talking for a while about trying to get... Uh, Free Wi-Fi for Wi-Fi everybody? for all you know, across the country, because there are some smaller nations around the world that already have. Well, they're going to look for a way to regulate it and make money off of it. Well, the, the FCC has been trying to pass legislation that would allow them to regulate that to regulate the internet so that they could enforce net neutrality. Because right now right. they were trying to put out a net neutrality law, saying that you know, you know, the internet is the internet. You know, your cable, you know, internet service providers aren't <laughs> allowed to throttle, you know, My to throttle your bandwidth and everything. Um, what the courts determined was that the FCC didn't have that right. So then, so then they went to the Senate to try to get the Senate to pass legislation that would allow the FCC to regulate so that they could essentially unregulate the Internet. So that the uh-huh. Internet was free. I know, it's, it seems yeah, it backwards. So to My me, right? brain hurts But uh, unfortunately, it not, hasn't gone anywhere. So. <sighs> so your Internet service provider can now say, oh, look, this person's using too much bandwidth per month. We're so throttling for the down. next year or so... Still, you're going to pay your cable company an exorbitant amount of money for oh, yes. that. Oh, yeah. Whatever gets 4chan, faster. <laughs> and here's another video a game study. Bear, everybody, take off pants. <laughs> yeah. A new study from the University of Rochester, New York, that will be published in the upcoming journal Current Biology, has proven something that most gamers already know, but other people may not. Gamers make equally accurate decisions faster than non-gamers. The study focused mainly on action games, most likely because that genre of gaming consists of the quickest stimuli and results in the most negative outcome, usually death, finding that gamers develop a higher sensitivity to their surroundings compared to non-gamers. Oh, yeah. The authors of the study say gamers' fast decision-making comes from games having a faster probabilistic interface, which is that probabilistic. 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 Stop. Frassle, frassle, frassle. Yeah, frassle in your... Well, anyway, that's the process where the brain forms and refines probabilities due to the nature of the stimuli in their games. The researchers suggest that gaming enhances the connection between the part of the brain that registers information and the part of the brain that analyzes it, preparing the information for decision-making. And they also suggest that action games make for the best games to enhance this capacity because the variety of the stimuli and the diversity of the potential solutions and outcomes mix to form an overall process that doesn't overload the brain, thus training the brain to process information in a more efficient manner. Funnily enough, action games are generally viewed as the least intelligent form of gaming, considering their aim and shoot and then do a dance over the corpse of your opponent nature. <laughs> However, studies have shown that games specifically made to train brains don't actually make the user smarter, but rather make them better at the tasks in the specific game. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. And I've been saying it for years. Video games make you smarter. Now, I'll get back to, to the action thing in a second. Put a pin on that. We'll get back to pin it. Pin in it. Um, the, the, the art of adapting, especially with 
a controller or a keyboard. When you pick up a new game, you got to learn how to how to do all the hotkeys and do all this craziness. Yeah, Ad- adaptation. That's what makes someone smart. IQ tests, Stanford, Binet, and all that. What are they testing? They're not testing book smarts. Not testing whether or not you learned what year the Magna Carta was signed. No, what year was it signed? Uh, it's eighteen seventy-four. Dumbass. Twelve fifteen. Um, or 15, I didn't 12. even answer, so you know. Anyway, Magna Carta. Who cares? It's how quickly you can adapt. Uh, that's why these IQ tests are usually timed. Right. Um, the good ones are, and they just see how many questions you answer. And how well you adapt to, like, given a set of rules, what is the what is the what is the outcome? A, B, C, or D? A D. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> like, remember the SAT? Remember taking the SAT? Yeah, D was all the above. You choose D. In general, um, but you'd say, okay, here's these patterns. What is the next logical pattern? That's just adaptation using yeah. a set of a set of rules. Same applies with the uh, video games. Now, I contend that the action games aren't. I mean, you, you learn to react quicker, and quick reaction is important, but it's games like Civ, Civilization, real-time strategy games that make you not micromanage, and see, or do, and see the big picture and be able to plan and strategize whole battle plans for things. Those games, I think they make you smarter in a different way. I do have a bit of a counter to your argument, though. Okay. Counter Con- Yeah, consoles don't have a D button. You're an idiot. <laughs> God, no. See what counters uh, video games from making you smart is the innovation of headsets and Xbox Live. <laughs> because you may be smart, that will you jelly may be the working, brain real working, fast. Well, and your brain turns to jelly when you know Bad Boy Bill comes along and says, "Ha ha! I'll, I'll kill you. I'm gonna teabag you now." <laughs> what? Ma, no, I'll, I'll take out the trash later. I'm killing fools. <laughs> That's not what it sounds like. It sounds like this. Ha ha, look at this. I'm teabagging this guy. Because they're all like some 13. Yeah, it's yeah. some 12-year-old kid that hasn't hit puberty yet. And liberal uses of the word faggot. Yeah. Oh, you're fag. Oh, fag. <laughs> you're a fag. 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 Oh. fag. Oh, oh, I got you. Oh, fag. Yeah. But... Now look at this guy. I just hit him in the back of the head again, man. Uh. What a dork. He's in the same freaking spot. Like, that's where I spawned. <laughs> and the trick is not to get really good at one game, because there are those kids who are real, like like those little Asian kids in the arcade who kick your ass all the time at Tekken. Yeah. Because they know all the moves, and they play this game over and over and over again. It's to adapt and be able to play lots of different hey, games. Hey, speaking of, we should hire one of those kids to come play Torgo to show him that <laughs> your button mashing skills do not work against people that really know how to play the game. Well, well let me let me ask you this then: uh, uh, Will go. my button mashing skills work against the two of you? Obviously, yes. So that's all that really that's matters. Why we don't play you anymore? Yeah, well, you're no see, fun to play with. That means, and then you're one move Nancy. You'll find one thing that just keeps us on the ground. He, and he's not even dead. a two move Charlie. He's a one <laughs> move Nancy. And you know what? Still winner, still champion. I win. <sighs> I win. Loser. <laughs> Move on. No, no, this is kind of this is fun. We're going in. Yeah. Let's let's talk about what a winner I am. Um Okay, there's a short conversation. <laughs> when Pennsylvania introduced by the Castlevania? Bottle, uh, Pennsylvania. Castlevania? Pennsylvania. The state of Castlevania. Did I say Castlevania? Very, no, no, you didn't. That's what I heard. But that'd be great <laughs> if I did. Castlevania, <laughs> Pennsylvania? Uh, that would be an s- awesome city. We should go found that city right now. Yeah, oh yes. Love it. It would be a very flat city. There'd be like floating hearts everywhere. 
When Pennsylvania introduced buy-the-bottle wine vending machines, it caused a little stir in the States, but France is far ahead of us. Some French supermarkets have gas station-like wine pumps. What? You bring a jug, water bottle, or what have you to the store and fill it up with red, white, rosé, print out a receipt, and then pay the prices as low as $2 a liter or roughly $8 a gallon. Oh, my God. Is it good wine? Considering that the standard bottle of wine holds about 750 milliliters, and for the metric illiterate, that's three-quarters of a liter, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Is it good wine, or is it like Franzia? Well, I, I assume, I, well if it's in France, I assume it's a, just a table, basic table wine. Oh, obviously. But uh, I'm, I'm sure you know, they're not you know, putting monster wine in that. Who knows? People are weird, you know, across the pond. They'll do crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, don't I get me wrong. I, I, vending machine. I, I hardly expect there to be like a, like a really expensive wine in these things, but is it wine that compares to, say, the house wine at, like, I don't know, Olive Garden? If so, yeah, why not? Yeah. At, to, like Gallo or something? Boone's? Boone's? Strawberry Hill? Pump a little Bartles and James in there? <laughs> Love it. I mean, I wish we had that here. Thank you again for your support. Don't get me wrong. I, I we drink a lot of wine at my place, but I don't. I <laughs> yeah, don't, you could say that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think I would get it out of a out of a pump. Yeah. You would. Do you remember in uh, the jerk where he had it in a water cooler? Oh yeah. yeah. Don't bring us any of that old stuff. Bring us, bring some us something fresh new. wine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anybody that ever goes out to eat with Barry, especially if you go to an Italian restaurant, there will always be at least a bottle purchased. Man, okay, he, listen. He doesn't even ask if you were going to share some wine with him. Fuck he orders the bottle care. and glasses for everyone at the table and then asks, hey, do you want some wine? Where I grew up, you drink wine with dinner. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying that... And if you don't drink it, I will. That's Have I ever turned down your wine? Quite a few times. I've drank your wine. No, sir. I'm just saying, sometimes I would like a choice. You don't get a choice. You're getting wine. All right. There it is. <laughs> and therein... That is no choice. That's only the wine. And therein lies the geek news, bringing us to the big list. Big, big list! list. Hey, this is not so much a list, but it kind of somewhat fits. Is what, it the top ten ninjas in G.I. Joe? This was put, in by, put together by Thomas Wheatley of uh, Creative Loafing. Okay. All right. Okay. He, uh, well, Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Oh, uh, I wanted to go. I had a hotel room set up. I knew uh, Derek from Skeptrack, from Skeptic- Skepticality. Skepticality. He's, he was going to actually give us a place on there to talk and stuff. Nice. Well, the Labor Day weekend tradition in which uh, sci-fi enthusiasts pretend to be their favorite characters ended without incident. Autographs were signed. Panels were conducted. Money was made. And as people are wont to do when they are dressed up in scandalous or other creative outfits, some uh, attendees got turned on and possibly laid. Uh, here are the most interesting Craigslist missed connections and a couple of proposals uh, for the casual encounter from the annual sci-fi convention. Before you even say any, I have to say, I, I never went to the misconnection section of Craigslist, and I feel like maybe I'm. Uh, I'll explain something. Here soon. <laughs> I'm You're missing, missing a something. Connection? Yeah, <laughs> I may have missed a few, man. Now this is a public service we're doing here for you. Uh, maybe you went to count to a Dragon Con. Uh, maybe one of these is about you. Don't miss your missed connection. Basically, the missed connection part of 
Craigslist is somebody sees somebody and had or had talked to somebody, never got a name or a number or so on, on the off chance that they can run into them again, they write, hey, you, you, you remember me? dressed I'm, as Supergirl, me dressed as the Hulk. Well, if you do the, the, the this version of it, but I'm talking about a general misconnection. Yes, you know? I know. I saw you on the subway. We talked for a little bit about uh, uh, McCarthy's on the road. and we I thought we really connected, but I never got your number. By the way, Steve, I was wearing this and so on. You were wearing that. If this is you, contact me. I wouldn't contact you because McCarthy didn't write on the road. Kerouac did. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm sorry. Did I on the road? I meant the road. Cormac McCarthy's the road. Oh, that's are quite you, all right, you, sir. Are you happy now? Yes, I am. All right. See, we don't have this problem, Barry. Because we keep it literate up in here. We have a, we have a show that we pass out cards for that we get emails from people. Yeah. So if somebody really truly wanted to hook up with us, with us, it's not hard to contact us. Dear Hot Leia. We saw yeah. you in Comic-Con 2000, in 2001, in 2002, in 2003, in 2004, in 2005, but you somehow seem to have missed me. <laughs> what the F? So here they are, the uh, misconnections from Dragon Con. All right. Dragon Con. Wow Wizard, M4M, 42, downtown. You want to you translate that? Yes, M for M is uh, man for man. Oh boy. 42 is age. Downtown is, well, downtown. Does it, you mean like downtown, like, hey baby, you're going to go downtown, downtown, or no, this, this physically is, downtown? This is, this, is this, this is the location where it yeah, happened, downtown. Say. Oh, okay. You, wow, blonde wizard. Me, ancient wizard. You were pressing awfully hard into me during our photo, just wondering if there was a lingering interest. Put your robe color in the subject line of first email. See? Misconnection. Ugh. Why wizards? This is, well, these are wizards. What the hell? Dragon Con. Blonde slash white Dorn at Marriott Bar. Dorn. Man for woman, 28. You were the blonde at the Marriott Bar on Sunday. You were in regular clothes. I was across the bar getting a drink plus a shot. I was in a button-up striped shirt. I could have sworn you were previously in a white dorm outfit. No, sorry, Dom outfit the day before. Hot. Were you at Frolicon? I saw you a few more times. Frolicon? Would Is that love a furry to meet you thing? up. I sounds like it. Oh, furries. Eddie looking for Ophelia, man for woman, Marriott Hotel, Saturday night. Man looking for Okay, go on. Eddie looking for Ophelia. I was dressed up as Eddie Riggs, and I saw you at the Marriott Saturday night. You invited me over and we talked about our costumes with your Boyfriend? He was dressed as Eddie as well, but I was getting the feeling that he didn't want me around. My friend took some pictures of the three of us together, and I got a couple of pics of you and your Eddie. I'd like to get the chance to talk with you some more if you're interested. If nothing else, I'd like to send you copies of the photos we got. Hope to hear from you soon. That's fairly innocuous. Yeah. Yeah. Next up. I want to know more about Frolicon. (laughs) What does one do with Frolicon? Frolic? Probably, yes. Thank you. Naked? Uh, probably o- not. Frolicon. Cassie, He's... let me know if you're interested. Dragon Con, man for woman, Sunday night rave. Hi, Cassie. I really enjoyed talking to you while we walked to the rave, and getting to watch you dance was amazing. I loved how you were always smiling, as if you were somewhere safe while you were dancing. 
I thought I saw you outside our hotel when I checked out this morning, but I couldn't tell if that was you sitting in the white car across the parking lot. You didn't seem interested in me in that way, but I'd like to stay in touch and watch you dance again next year. Creepy Drop me a line if you're interested. Chris. You feel safe? You can feel safe in my house, in my basement. My mom will make a cookie. (laughs) Dragon Con guy wants his superhero to push him around. What? Man for woman, 35, Dragon Con. At Dragon Con for one more day and night, would really like somebody in costume to knock me around a little. Can role play if you want. I'm the crime and you're the justice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Not interested in sex? Keep your outfit on. Just need a good costumed roughing up. Drop me a line. Do it? Okay. I want to respond to this one. Can I respond to this one? Go ahead and respond. Uh, This uh, doesn't say who. Doesn't say who? No. Okay. I'll just say, saw you at Dragon Con. Liked what I saw. Want to kick your ass. We'll kick your ass day and night in any costume you desire. We'll come over there with a baseball bat, a rubber hose, and an oar, and beat the living (laughs) piss out of you. No fee. (laughs) And finally, Dragon Con, Alien vs. Predator Interstellar Swinger Party. Yes! (laughs) Dragon Con Sheridan. Yes! This is the end of the internet! Full alien or predator costume required. This is the full frontal climax of the internet right here. All single women and couples will be accepted. There will be limited spots for single men. I will send out the time and room number to all who qualify. That's all we need to see is a predator fucking an alien. (laughs) On the alien versus predator was a swinger party. Yes. Boy, I wonder how big that one ended up. How many many full body predators and aliens out there? The visions I have in my head. How does that even work? How does that even work? It reminds me of a picture of a Master Chief screwing a stormtrooper. I've seen that picture. But this would be worse. Because we have two slathering, spitting aliens running in a Geigerian maze, dimly lit and stinking of bodily fluids of alien origin. Yes! This is it! <laughs> wow! And this is it for this Geek Shock. I am Master Torgo. I am fascinated by this last Alien vs. Predator thing. God! <laughs> I need to see this! Oh, I'm Dr. Mark. And 80's Jeff. And we'll give you a Geek Shock next week. Geek Shocker! Yeah, you're gonna have some some images. You, uh, no, the, um, you got something to think about. I, I want to find this. You, you want to... No, I want to. I want to. I want to find these you want, people to do you that. Want, you I want, want some pictures. You want, Barry has found his no, new fetish. You want predator flesh? I know you. That's Ew, what you want. Gross. Ooh, predator head. A couple people. Are, yeah, man, those costumes are hot. They're not hot, like ooh, hot. Like, like <laughs> you heard it there, hot. folks. Barry says they're the like rubber are hot. and it's hot under there. They're sweating to death and there's stinky people and oh, God, this and is he should of know. the internet. <laughs> Some furries, their face is kicky or perverse But it's not always that way Cause furries are diverse